Welcome to episode one of Behind the Mission, a show that sparks conversations with PsychArmor trusted partners and educational experts. My name is Dwayne France, and each week I'll be having conversations with podcast guests that will equip you with tools and resources to effectively engage with and support military service members, veterans, and their families. You can find the show on all the podcast players or by going to psycharmor.org forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us on Behind the Mission. Our work and mission are supported by the generous partnerships and sponsors who also believe that education changes lives. Our sponsor this week is PsychArmor itself. PsychArmor is the premier education and learning ecosystem specializing in military culture content. PsychArmor offers an online e-learning laboratory that is free to individual learners as well as custom training options for organizations. This week, I'm having a conversation with Dr. Tina Atherall, Chief Executive Officer of PsychArmor. In leading PsychArmor, Tina brings her vast experience in leadership in the military nonprofit community and academia. In 2006, she co-founded Hope for the Warriors, an organization dedicated to serving combat-wounded service members and their families. Scaling a grassroots effort to a national platform, she worked extensively with various levels of military leadership, agencies, corporations, and communities, educating and advocating for critical support for veterans and their families. She has embedded her career in the field of social work, innovation, and leadership, and obtained her Doctor of Social Work from the University of Southern California. Her love for PsychArmor began while utilizing PsychArmor educational videos to enhance teaching social work practice with military and their families to masters of social work students in New York City. Let's get into my conversation with Tina and come back afterwards to pull out some of the key points. really great to be able to kick this off with you. PsychArmor has really been a huge part of a lot of people's lives. And now you're starting a podcast. It, it's really exciting to look at the different ways and the different, we're calling it our learning ecosystem at PsychArmor, the, the multiple ways in which individuals can learn. So when I came aboard to PsychArmor and we were doing all this amazing stuff, all the video content, online websites, podcasts were really starting to hit. Carrie and I, who is our chief programs officer, we would have these multiple conversations around how great the conversations are that we have with our advisory committee members, our narrators, our subject matter experts, and all of that downspace and that downtime in between filming the courses. And then just the extra conversations that we know that happens when it's not reading as a script. And we thought, wow, is podcast learning? And we found out, yes. And you validated that. So I met you along the way. I think number one was your incredible reputation. You are an exceptional force in this community. You're trusted. People know that if they're working with you, that again, it's this immediate trust and it's a level of understanding and competency. And so when you had presented to me, you had said to me, hey, why don't you do a podcast? And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, he's doing podcasts. And he's really doing, he's doing around education in many ways. Like you might've categorized it in a different place. So we started talking about it as an internal team. And we started asking people like, how do you do it? And then there was another roadblock. We didn't know how to do it. And it became overwhelming. And then once again, there you were. And you encouraged us because you said, this is right for you. And not only that, I, I do believe you also said to us, you need to do it. So 
I just have to say this in the beginning of this, because there is a very, very particular reason in which we were not only launching this podcast in 2021, but we're also able to do it because you are the conduit, you're the knowledge base, and you're making it easy for us. And I, th- I hope that you trust us. So the fact that you're willing to work with us and be a part of that community, it really does mean so much. So we feel like it's a dream come true. Carrie and I just giggle every time we hear our internal team talking about working with you. And we just want people to feel like they're home. Come sit down, have a conversation with you, but then also drive back to really important topics that they can then dig in deeper through either Psych Armor or our subject matter experts. And I think that's critical. And I appreciate that. Obviously, the idea of expanding your educational offerings in this way, it is a different medium than what you're used to, but it's also a very accessible medium. And you were talking about auditory learners versus visual learners. And so I'm really encouraged and even appreciative that PsychArmor has really got on board and and that uh, we're partnering this together. I personally wouldn't be doing this. I think many of us in this space wouldn't be doing what we were doing if we didn't truly believe in it. Um, And so how do you think that the podcast fits into the overall mission of PsychArmor, what PsychArmor is doing, what it's known for. You're an established organization. So how do you think this fits into the overall mission? Yes. This question's being asked. My clarity around PsychArmor and the future for PsychArmor is super clear because we're working a lot on our internal messaging, just even to our staff. Because think about this, even when you add a new learning platform, people start to say, wait a second, we used to build courses and now we're doing podcasts. But to your question, why is this important to PsychArmor? We're asking that more and more. And we say, education is the how of our why. And so we've said education's everything. It starts a conversation. It's a catalyst to change. But ultimately, what are we trying to do? We're trying to work with individuals that may not necessarily have all the knowledge and skills and understanding that they possibly need to have a really great connected sense of being and belonging with one another to the military, veteran, and military family connected community. And so we're doing that through education with our partners that are bringing in their skills to educate, to bring in some form of education, to help have a better understanding or build out better communities. And so I like to say that community could be the workplace. How do you build out best practices in starting a hiring initiative for veterans? So instead of just hanging up that sign, I love it from our board member, Carol Eggert, when she said Comcast had the pledge to hire 10,000 veterans, but let's first make sure that we establish a great hiring practice and retaining them, et cetera. And so in each of these different areas, we're starting to learn, thanks to some other great partners, they're starting to ask us questions like, what's the problem before Psych Armor, and what do you hope to change after? So I think the problem before, remember the article you wrote and you said taking the suicide prevention training once a year is not enough? That's the before. Mm-hmm. Multiple touch points along the way to be able to have a conversation going to come at you in a variety of different ways. Get a sampling of it through our website, through the courses on our website, find out about the podcast, learn a little bit more there, jump on a YouTube channel, find a little bit on Instagram. It's that collective impact through education, but really being able to look at this differently. The before all of this is that lack of knowledge and understanding in a particular sector around our really unique community that we know very, very well, and that's the military connected community. Then in certain education in a variety of different ways, starting some conversations, and then hopefully we'll change things and transform things on the other side, dependent on where they might be sitting, whether it's in healthcare or employment or communities. 
No, I, I really like that. And a, a mentor and a friend of mine really talks about the from to Frodo's, right? Where are we going from? And then where are we going to? It's not simply enough to say, I want to support service members, veterans, yes. and their families. Everybody wants to do that. The the public space, the private space, everybody says, I want to do that. But then it's the idea of how just having the desire is necessary, but not sufficient. And Psych Armor is a way to be able to get that information, to be able to get to that and help that organization, whatever it is, to be able to do what they desire to do, which is support veterans and their families. Yep. Absolutely. I think that even goes to the conversations that you and I've had before. And it got to the hard things too, because sometimes it's not easy. And so I think even looking at your one and done, it's not a one and done. Like you, you're going to learn something and it might really make you have to even switch your perspective on things. And your understanding is going to be completely changed. And you might even have to change the way that you, you operate. And I think that goes down to that just plain thank you or the social media on a particular day, like Veterans Day or Memorial Day. And so where we fit in that really is strengthened by the larger community. I often say to people from the outside when they're like, oh, Psych Armor, you have some great individuals there. And I was like, the truth is in San Diego in the headquarters office, there's only a few of us. The truth is it's the larger community that has come together that believe in this mission and is willing to share their knowledge. In many ways, it's their intel, it's their product. And um, they share that for the greater good. And it's really awesome to see that. We launched with Camp Corral. Hey, mm-hmm. we can't, we're not in camps this summer. And they were so smart. And they said, hey, wait a second here. I think we could do some stuff online. So we did modules of learning. I believe we're even launching 15 things about military kids. So really fun ways that we can continue to work with our partners and and they can continue their programming, even in spite of not being able to be in person. And so, and this is what Psych Armor does. This is what you do, which is you provide education, right? This is an education-driven organization. And the goal is to give people information. That's what education is. Yes, absolutely. And again, working on some things right now where we look at, but what are we disrupting? What are we disrupting in a conversation is super important. And sometimes it's just leveling competency. So if Dr. Kraft or Dr. Rogers were on this podcast with me, they're so passionate around healthcare and around how we know that in the basics of healthcare provider training that starts with understanding military culture, how that drives to better health outcomes. And the research behind that stating that when there is not that understanding, then the reverse, that we're not doing as well in a healthcare setting or healthcare population. So it's really great to work with professionals that know their field and are so driven and are so passionate about really how simple it is. So we love working with our partners. We have the opportunity to work with TriWest around the Mission Act and training community providers. They have built out some exceptional content for healthcare providers so that they can be better equipped to be working with veterans in the community. And it can completely change lives on both sides, from the medical provider to the veteran. And this is your background specifically as an educator, but also as a military spouse, a veteran spouse now. This is important to you personally, because as you've worked in this space for a long time, this is something that you've been seeing as necessary. It is. It Also, I still teach. And I, I think that's probably one of the most fulfilling things for me. I do love the field of social work. I love 
watching students transform. I'm usually working with adult students. And I do often have military spouses that are going through the social work programs, but also veterans and a a wide variety of students. But in that field in particular, in the earlier years, I found that was the way that I was getting picked out of the crowd because I understood a community that many others didn't. And I also was seeing that when we weren't understood, how absolutely devastating that could be. So we've just launched the military spouse employment portfolio. And there are some tremendous leaders that are doing work in that area that have really bolstered research. And you're gonna get to you're gonna get to interview them all. For me, on my journey over 20 years within the the Marine Corps system, my career was adversely affected in many different ways. But if I think about it at those key points in which I was able to utilize the narrative and my story and where I had come from, it absolutely shifted my family's success in a neighborhood. So we moved to New York on orders, should have only been there for three years, we stayed 12. And part of that was that the community was so amazingly supportive of the military. A lot of it had to do with so much connection post 9-11, obviously, but it's also a large, large area of service, a large area of military veterans, et cetera. And when you're able to have a vehicle, and that was always my action. If something wasn't working, get out there, raise your voice. We call it advocacy. What is advocacy? It's raising awareness, it's education. It is. And so personally, I'm passionate behind it because it affected me. It it has been the place in which I was able to create change. Without it, the story would have been very different. And I think this is one of the things about bridging the civilian military divide. I don't know that I necessarily like that term out, but I don't know what else to call it, right? But there is this gap. Then there's individuals like yourself uh, and many of us who have the lived experience that want to step into that gap because we can't say, hey, civilians come over to our side any more than the civilians can say, hey, you veterans and military spouses come over to their side. And so there has to be a sort of meeting in the middle so that there is a co-mingling because that's necessary and provide that connection. And so that lived experience that you have, but then also the desire to use that lived experience. And this is what a lot of your subject matter experts, not all of them are veterans, but many of them are experts in their field and taking that and then and then bringing this together. And that's what I really appreciate about what Sarkhammer does. I think everyone has to be curious, right? You have to be mm-hmm. curious about who you're sitting next to. What I love about a lot of the work that we've been doing over the last year is that individuals may challenge us to say, you're not the only ones with that problem. And so what do we hear, you know, that the veteran community is starting to say, hey, we know we're not the only ones with this problem, but we actually come from a population that people really care about us. And we're actually leaders. We're civically engaged. We like to make change. We're going to help you along. So why don't you take a look at what we've done over here? So I always think of our little micro community over here, we're testing a lot of stuff and then we share it. You're going to have some interesting guests coming up that's going to talk just about civic education and civic engagement. I love that topic. That's how you can take politics out of it and just learn about civic engagement. And if you think about our community, ultimately we are engaged. And yeah, I, I, again, when I think about some of the individuals that I've just had the privilege to sit with over this last year and a half, and it it mainly comes from my colleagues, Heidi will say, if you know how to just ask that one question, 
And I think that's really what I hope for this is that even one conversation can change someone's life. We can always point back to many of us, and, and I included, can point back to a specific time when somebody said something specific that really changed our lives. And I think that being able to have these conversations, one conversation can change a life. And I think that this is really a, a good way to do it. And the idea of, yeah, when I was in the army, I couldn't change the army, but I could definitely change my corner of it. And so this idea idea of, yes, there are many, many challenges across many different cultures, and we're simply going to do this and, and help this culture and then ultimately help the others. Honestly, I think this is the way that homeless veterans prevention has done it is let's try out these programs in this one small but diverse group and then apply those to the larger group. And I think, again, it's what you were talking about regarding suicide prevention and even education in general. But also, PsychArmor fits in a current ecosystem of many nonprofits, right? There's hundreds of nonprofits, large, small, national, global, even all the way down to local or hyperlocal. And so where do you think PsychArmor fits in the role of the nonprofit ecosystem and its way of supporting other organizations, not just your client organization, so to speak, but all organizations. Yeah. So the nonprofit community and the nonprofit sector is my specialty. Nonprofit and the absolute value that it has to address intractable social problems, create change, and also in what we're talking about, even just raising awareness to that there might even be a, a problem. So when I look at Psych Armor, I actually think we're extremely unique to the military veteran ecosystem because we are not in many ways direct service providers. So for the caregivers, right, I would say that we have more of a supportive role. So we want them to watch something. We want to walk them through it. We're doing mantra training right now with healthcare providers that are working with caregivers. So that's a little bit more direct service. But when you look in this large ecosystem that's supporting military veterans and their families, we are a support of the organizations that are doing the work. So for me, Psych Armor is relevant because we provide the education and training in a variety of different avenues that could support every nonprofit out there or even every business out there. And I don't want to recreate the wheel. So I'm challenging our partners to say, wait a second here, what do you need to do and how can we come in with you and help you do that? You would be so surprised on how many people are like, what does that mean? And it ultimately comes down to funding, right? This is the place no one wants to talk about, but I'm going to keep pushing the envelope on this. Camp Krell is once again, another great example. DAV trusts in what they do. They want to see them continue to do well by military kids. And so they didn't start a whole new program to learn how to build online courses. They didn't uh, bring in curriculum developers and a clinical psychologist and a social worker who's a military kid. That's our Jenna who's been working with that team. They came to us and said, can we do this together? And we're like, how can we help you? And we shared resources to get the work done. I don't want to be the expert in military kids. I want them to be. Mm -hmm. Oh, I got a fun story I got to share with you. Um, you know, Michael De La Rosa over at Habitat for Humanity. If I was to come out with a portfolio tomorrow and say, hey, Dwayne, I want to talk about everything that has to do with housing and homelessness or housing and housing first and the whole cycle of housing and jobs and all of that. You'd say, wow, Tina, that's a big thing to chunk into. And how did you all of a sudden, oh, well, I'm a social worker. I know it all. And I just going to pull in all the right people. I think that's a little disrespectful to people like Michael De La Rosa, who is running Habitat for Humanity and is doing this work all the time. We didn't mean to do that. 
So Michael reaches out to us and says, hey, we want you to come and be a part of our conference. Got to meet some people because guess what we did in Michigan? They used one course, 15 Things Veterans Want You to Know, with all their affiliates in the state of Michigan, just so they could find out who were their veterans that they had built for. And they found out that the majority of their builds were for veterans. Guess what that Mm -hmm. ended up doing? It opened up resources and funding for their project that they did not know prior to that. So they have a new change theory and a logic model that says, if we educate our affiliate groups nationally before they start a build, they're going to have more community support resources and funding if they know that they're working with a veteran and a veteran build. And not only that, the community is going to wrap their arms around this veteran, do a big, huge homecoming. There's a, there's a, a feel around this project, right? That's where Psych Armor fits in helping Michael do his job. And so some of this comes down to how do we make sure that we're working with our partners and that our partners understand that we really are here to be a part of their work, make it easier. Really, it's capacity building in the smartest way. So I love that about this organization because we do not come from a position of power. We come from a position of value. And are we relevant? Where is that relevancy? And that's the work we're going to do instead of the opposite, which could be what we often find it in the, the communities, all communities, is chasing after the funding streams. That's what's important to us. And I want to be able to lead with that message going forward that there really is a strategy around this sector and we have to collaborate and we have to work with people. And so I hope that collective impact can be seen in the ways in which we fit in everyone else's work versus leading and everyone going in different directions and everyone is the expert. The nonprofit is another sector, just like the private sector, but Nike doesn't do coffee. (laughs) Nike focuses on what Nike focuses on and Folgers focuses what Folgers focuses on. And so that's one of the things is that idea of not everybody can do everything. And I think Psych Armor is really part of a group of whatever you want to call it, new wave veteran organizations or what have you. But organizations today are being built to give veterans what they want. If you want to go do disaster relief, here's Team Rubicon. If you want to do community engagement, here's Mission Continues. If you want to do fitness, here's Team RWB. If you want to do education, here is Psych Armor. So everybody fits closely. And you have individuals who may be doing fitness and disaster relief and receiving education. So you have individuals across that, but you're not trying to make ice cream. You're trying to educate people. Let the ice cream makers make ice cream and you're just going to educate. And I think that's really an important thing that overall we need to, and I say we, the collective, we and the veteran support space to really understand that we're not here to compete. We're here to collaborate. Absolutely. That's where you and I had our synergy from the very beginning, even within the SAMHSA work that starts with that leadership at the top of that team too, because they open up doors and let people come together and say, here's some of the best practice models. Here's everybody that's out there that can do it. It really is around abundance, right? It's around not thinking that everybody has to go off into their own corners and do it alone. I love that about this organization. I I wouldn't be able to stay in a sector if we were all trying just to do the same thing. Absolutely. And and I think that this is, again, my hope for this show is to just to be able to provide some of the support. What are you hoping for from the show? Once we hit 150 episodes, we'll have you come back and we'll take a look back. And what do you hope for this project? Oh, gosh, I am. I'm going to make this an I statement. I can't wait to listen to it. There's something that is so beautiful about connecting people. And when we are just now saying that we have a podcast, so first, 
That's the other thing that I love about this podcast is I say to everyone, it's like Psych Armor has a podcast and Dwayne's doing it. I am interested to see if we bring new people forward. So a few things that I'm challenging the group to look at is number one, we a hundred percent have a lot of the same people that we're working with. So I do hope that at the end of this, we have brought new people into the community that may not have necessarily had a place and space to have a conversation within the greater military veteran community. But I am really curious just to see if we're able in our work and challenging ourselves, who else do we meet? Who is different? And who will we look back that we say, wow, we got to get into this next lane of work because of the podcast? The other thing that I am extremely happy about, and it's already happening, is that Psych Armor and Education was about an online course. And there was a very fixed thinking to that. And we started off this podcast saying it's actually a learning community. And I do have to say kudos to Josh. So I'll tell him that I said that. He's been a part of Psych Armor. He's consulting us. He's given us this new thing around this learning community. I've seen it happening now that we're able to say to people, hey, we can get this content out here. We're going to have a conversation. Instead of having to find the resources to build a technical course. So do we still learn? Do we still meet the same learning objectives? And do we have something that's going to continue a conversation further? So it'll be neat to see if we can look at that and reflect on it at the end. Absolutely. And I think that, again, from the beginning, I appreciate you allowing me to join you to get this going. And I can't wait to see where this is going to go. I'm excited. Yay! As you can tell by listening to the conversation, Tina and I and the entire team at PsychArmor are excited to be launching this new project. As Tina mentioned in the episode, she and I have connected for a while around both of our work. I produced a couple of podcasts in the past several years, both around military and veteran mental health in general and suicide prevention in the military-affiliated population in particular. I believe in having real and honest conversations with people about topics that matter. In my day job, I'm a clinical mental health counselor for the military population of Colorado. I'm also a veteran myself, having served in the Army for 22 years, retiring in 2014. My goal, and the goal of the team at PsychArmor, is to take the knowledge that those of us who have lived experience in the military and, and use that knowledge and experience to help others in our community. That means helping individuals, service members, veterans, and their families navigate the transition from military service to post-military life. That means helping communities that the military-affiliated population are returning to understand more about military culture and how best to integrate them so that veterans and their families can be supported and civically engaged. And that means helping other organizations who are doing this work with resources that can help them do it in an easier and more efficient way. So thank you for joining me for this episode and for joining us on this journey. You wouldn't be listening to this if you didn't care, and it's that curiosity and passion for supporting service members and their families that we want to encourage and increase. Come back each week for another conversation, and make sure to engage with PsychArmor on social media to let us know what you think about the show. I'd like to express special thanks to Operation Encore and Navy Seahawk pilot Jerry Maniscalco for our theme song, Don't Kill the Messenger. Make sure to keep listening at the end of the episode to check out the entire song. Take a look at the show notes, which you can find at psycharmor.org forward slash BTM01, as well as on the PsychArmor website. While you're there, you can find hundreds of online training videos delivered by nationally recognized subject matter experts who are committed to educating the civilian community about military culture. 
All of these courses are free to individual learners. The show was produced by Headspace and Timing, and all rights to the show remain reserved by PsychArmor. Feel free to share the show. In fact, we request that you do so, but make sure that you let folks know where you heard it. Join us next time for another great episode. Until then, stay aware, get educated, and be well.
only for today Hold on to this moment 